wasabi wallet, unfairly private. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. We're back for another episode of Why Are We Bullish? We got a killer fucking panel today. I'm stoked about this one. It's going to be good. We've already got people piling in here. We got like 60 people watching already. Smash that like button. Give this a share. Let's get it out there. As always, this shit is live. Anything can happen. So quick disclaimer from my friend, Bill. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. So this is Why Are We Bullish? Uh, the show where we talk about why we're bullish. We go by the three R's. We're going to give a reason. We're going to riff on that reason. And then we're going to rotate to the next one. So uh, should be a good time. As always, smash like, give this a share. As always, I am Ben with BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Here we go. All right, before we bring in our panel, first let's take a look at the market, see where we're at. Uh, we're sitting on the bitbo.io dashboard, which check it out if you haven't been there before. 45,500 some odd dollars per coin. Uh, if you want to pick up some sats, you can get 2,195 sats for a single US dollar. That is a steal, my friends. Stack those while you can. 88.76% uh, of all Bitcoin that have ev that will ever be mined have been. And fees. Next block, you're looking at 149 sats per byte. If you're willing to wait an hour, 37. That's come down. So if you got some shit to do, maybe jump on it. Uh, quick shout out to sponsors of the show, Lend.io. Uh, these guys have a bunch of different shit that you can use your Bitcoin for. The, in particular, they have helped me when I needed to get my dollars and I uh, didn't want to sell my Bitcoin because that's taxable. And I was worried about having to buy back in at a higher price. I was able to use them. Uh, they also, of course, have their savings accounts, their B2X offering for super bullish degen behavior. Uh, have at her. But anyways, links down below if you want to check them out. Um, of course... Uh, I use a lot of different hardware. Kobo is one of the ones I use a lot. It's air-gapped, which is fucking awesome. It keeps the keys to your money safe and offline. It's all QR code. I use this with the cold card a lot for multi-sig situations, so check them out. Links down below. I do live on Bitcoin. I'm as all-in as you can get. BitRefill is where I can uh, shop and get my food and stuff that I actually need, and they earn sats back as you do it, so check them out. And finally... Don't back up your shit on paper, guys. Uh, I literally had three phone calls in the past week or chats online where people have thrown out their seed because it was on paper. So think about steel. Privacy Pros got you covered with the bill foddle. Um, and with that, let's start bringing in our guests here. Uh, we got the one and only American HODL. We got Denver Bitcoin. We got Phil Gibson, a.k.a. Mr. Sue. Uh, and we're all fucking bullish today uh welcome gents how are you doing doing good every day gotta be bullish every fucking day bro every day i'm stoked about it uh if you're not bullish you're bearish and all bears must die so yeah just is how it uh, 100%. is 100 <laughs> percent. it is we've already got a lot we've have already, already yeah exactly uh we've already got people in the chat chatting us up so guys smash that like button give this a share we're gonna uh we're gonna get into this we're gonna start going 
right now. Um, I'm going to drop my reason for being bullish this week. It was a tweet that I saw today, and it's actually kind of a reason for the thumbnail. Um, <laughs> the thumbnail I put, they think it's over, uh, mostly because of this guy, Adam Singer. What a fucking dunce this guy is. Anyways, he says, attention. Let me, I got I to bring up his, his tweet. Hold on. I'll, I'll put it on the screen here. Just a second. There he is. Attention, crypto traders. Bitcoin went from $1 to $58,000. If you're not wealthy by now, you didn't do it. You missed. You completely struck out on the greatest run of the last 100 years. If you own like 0.47 BTC, stop acting like you know what you're doing and you're a strong holder now. Like, okay, first of all, I retweeted it and they said, if you own 0.47 BTC, you have a larger piece of real estate on the world's monetary network than most will ever hope to accumulate. You are a Satoshi multimillionaire, 47 million sats. This should not be diminished. But like beyond his diminishing of what I would say is a pretty fat stack, especially for a noob, um, he thinks it's over. He, th he thinks that's it. That like... 58k was that's the run it's done and i think i speak for the panel when i say i don't think we've even fucking started this year like this is this is like may of 2017 if that like we're just getting running so and you see a lot of this sentiment you see a lot of people being like yeah that was that was it i guess i guess it's not uh gonna keep going up uh, i think it's over so I don't know. I think this guy's bullshit. Uh, he's had some terrible calls. He he said that uh, Bitcoin will no longer go up again back in 2014, if there's any uh, good indication of what a contrarian indicator he is. But um, I don't know. Hoddle, what do you think? What's, what's your sentiment on this dumbass tweet? Bro, I love these people who are like, you know, Bitcoin could go. Listen, listen. It could go to a million dollars. Okay. It could go to a million. That doesn't mean it's worth anything. It's like, actually, it would mean worth a million dollars per coin what the fuck are you talking about like do you want to not ride it from 50k to a million is that's what the rest of us are doing so you just have fun fucking staying poor all right like that's all i have to say to you although i do like like okay you can read this tweet one of two ways like you can read it as like crypto traders and yeah like if you're trading shit coins and you only end up with 0.47 btc then fuck you you fucking suck at trading shit coins and you probably should have just like kept it humble and got a job fucking you know side hustle driving uber and then stack that money like that's what you should have been doing instead of getting fancy and trading cardano back and forth to end up with a tax liability and lose point you know three seven btc or whatever the fuck you did so you could read that's the way i originally read it but i also i i agree with your take as well ben it's yeah it i i agree yeah uh the trading is is where you're gonna get wrecked a lot of people last time around they didn't really think this through and they were just like in and out of whatever shitcoin especially at the top because that's when everybody got really fomoed into whatever and they didn't realize that okay they rode this entire wave all the way to the top and all of those trades at the top where they ended up still holding bags of shitcoins when it subsequently dropped over the next few months well the the taxable events occurred at the peak those were yep. gains and then they had this tax bill and then they had bags of illiquid garbage that went to effectively zero or like down 90 percent, and they screwed themselves bro bro this cycle the DeFi people like to act like taxes don't exist 
and they're like, token, token, that's not taxable. Wrap Bitcoin, that's not taxable. Yeah, they are. People are getting 1099s for wrapping their Bitcoin. So if you've been doing that, have fun staying poor because you have a bunch of taxable events that you weren't planning on because you're essentially retarded. You're functionally retarded. <laughs> yeah, it's one of Thoughts. the times where it's okay to not wrap it up. Don't screw with wrapped BTC. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Phil, have you seen any good uh I mean I I you've obviously seen this one I'm sure, but uh have you heard like from the the no coiners assuming it's it's over? Like have you seen a bunch of that? No, I see a lot of NFT bullshit on Clubhouse though, which is equally annoying if not worse, which I'm like a musician artist myself, so that's great, but it's not a token. That's the problem. Like you need a decentralized platform or just give people the freedom to exchange value because they like your shit. But like uh, that aside, numb nuts with this tweet. I really can't tell if these are people that are being sincere and are ignorant about this or if they just make fiat gains and whatever the hell they do. And they're just trying to make something go viral so they can suppress the price or something. So I wasn't around for the last bull run, but when I smell bullshit, I call bullshit. And um, yeah, it's, I said when I was on the show last time, like I'm bullish on people's stupidity, meaning like the price discovery of Bitcoin and you can't fix stupid. So you're just going to have this, like this is market discovery. So this is natural. So I'm just very bullish on it because if none of this crap was happening, then Bitcoin wouldn't be happening. Yeah, uh, agree. Here, uh, Dreamin says, "Bitcoin, don't pull out. Wrap it up. <laughs> don't wrap it up, rather." Good man. Uh, Denver, thoughts? What are you thinking about this? I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I don't think I can even handle this this bullish recording and live event with with Hoddle on here. Are you killing me? Um, this is hilarious. No, but I do I do want to point out one fact. Like everybody that is a critic, and especially those who you know, they come out of their like maybe closeted critic shell and they tweet out something like as, as though Bitcoin has failed, right? As though it's over because it's down 8% or something, the prices. Um, they have this like kind of natural and inherent smugness, right? Like as if they're talking down, right? As if they're, 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 we're inferior as Bitcoiners. We're inferior thinkers. We're inferior monetary consumers. We're just inferior human beings is the tone that, that's underlying that tweet, right? And I think, I think that kind of speaks toward a lot of the basis of these critics. A lot of these critics just think that they're smarter. They just think that they know better and we're fools, you know, interacting with something that's going to make us lose money. And they're wrong, right? They're, at the end of the day, they're just wrong. They don't, they don't understand what they're talking about. But um, the smugness is, was all time high on that tweet for sure. I mean, the whole, yeah. like, if you don't have 25 grand in this asset, you know, if you have 25 grand in this asset, like, don't act, don't act cool or like you're a good holder. It's like, dude, 25 grand, that's a lot of money to like most people. What are you talking about? I mean, this is, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> part of their, their righteousness, right? Their, their smugness. So it, if, it brings if you, take, if you take Bitcoin Twitter at face value uh, and you're just like, it's just a bunch of cartoon <laughs> characters making dick jokes. Like that's an intelligence <laughs> test. And you're going to yeah. have to have fun staying poor because you have no sense of humor. The rest of us are being serious and joking at the same time because we're fucking getting rich and having fun. All right. And we're people like we're, we're human beings, poor. you know, like, yeah. The best was, I think this guy afterwards, he assumed it was a bunch of bots replying to him. 
What did he say? He's like, That's oh the yeah. That's when they think we're yeah. all bots. It's like, no, dude, we're yeah. real people. And we just like that. It's a yeah. conviction, bitch. Yeah. yeah I mean, he I, said, Francis Coppola. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, Beth. No, he, he said, uh, Anon, Anon bot and sock puppet accounts with bit something, <laughs> Satoshi, whatever, and crypto donkey as handle are still in my mentions with pump compy pasta, uh, copy pasta hours since this tweet. <laughs> guess yeah. what we'll, we'll be there even if you delete the tweet we will be there until the end of time okay, have, go have back you to guys, 2013 tweets we destroy them have you ever seen anybody win against bitcoin twitter you, it's Zero. impossible you get destroyed no, you every time every single time they what they end up doing is they end up capitulating or they mass block <laughs> Or they just totally <laughs> stick their head in the sand and act like it's not happening. Like just Dude, everything. I mean, Francis, Franny Coppola gave me an economics quiz on Twitter. She like, she was like, let's give you it. Like, and she's like, she, like one of her questions was like, what's the reserve requirement ratio and why is it important? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I told her, I was like, I, I studied economics. I know what you're talking about. She's like, yeah, right. I had a doubt that. I'm like, I have a degree. Like, what the hell? I mean, I know. Like, they think we're, they think we're ask idiot. her where is our reserve requirement? It, oh yeah, and by the, that's what I said. I said, by the way, it's at zero percent. I mean, like to to prove your point even more ridiculous, the reserve ratio right now is zero percent, so they can loan out as much fucking money as they want and have no deposits. They many, don't care. Like, do you know that's what she wants, though, because MMT. Like you're leading her on. <laughs> so many Bitcoiners are former Ivy Leaguers, or they work on Wall Street, uh, or they work in these centers of high finance, or they have economics degrees, like or law degrees. So many Bitcoiners, right? But we're yes. also. We're also all cartoon characters on Twitter because that's just how yeah. it is. You know? And we yeah. smell bullshit. Honestly, the, the cartoon characters on Twitter are the most real people you ever meet. Yeah. Like they they'll just say whatever the fuck they think. Like they like you can you can look at at the tweets from some, you know, anon whatever quote unquote like I don't want to say crypto donkey, but Bitcoin donkey, like to quote this guy's tweet but like some rando on twitter you can yeah, some stupid ass name like denver bitcoin or american <laughs> yeah. some, some stu yeah. something stupid like that right some, something stupid like that and and you see you, you can actually sift through and you can see like where they're just purposely being dickholes to people because it's fun and then you actually get these like glimmers of holy shit that was actually quite insightful and that's mm -hmm. some good information but they don't want to see that they see like the the you're you're a fucking idiot have have fun staying poor and then they just they take that and they're deeply in a way we're kind of inevitably leading to them buying in at a way higher price than they would have yep. had they not interacted with us. <laughs> so we're kind of like this worsening is a, this is it. A filtering. It's a News filtering flash. mechanism. We are it's people that mechanism. love reading. Keep going, Phil. Oh, like newsflash to these people. We love reading books by people 50 years older than us that are this thick. So don't be surprised <laughs> if we know more shit than you do. <laughs> it's 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 all it's just it's in our free time it's yeah. just such a filtering mechanism because it's like hey guess what the only people i the reason i'm not wearing a fucking suit and tie my profile picture and you know saying a bunch of fucking academic gibberish and i can act that way if i wanted to i don't want to the reason i don't want to is because i only want people who have a middle sense of humor like i do to get rich those are the only people i want to have wealth in the future all right i don't want well, those to are the people wealth. i want to track yeah i mean even just on twitter like i wouldn't be on twitter without bitcoin right so 
Like I wanted to attract like-minded people. So the way you do that is you speak your mind and then the people that resonate with that, they find you. Right. And so that's how we all found each other. It's not like we like took some, you know, we had some cult initiation or something, even though we all were, you know, baptized in, in the volatility that is Bitcoin and the, the emotions <laughs> that come along with, with that process. Right. So we have this common ground and then we typically have common values where we think the individual should be empowered. And so we don't care what you say. And, and if, and if you're really, you know, if you can be crude, like honestly, crudeness still, you know, Bitcoiners, it's like, why are you being so crude? Um, but we, that's not what's important. What's important to us is the values is the idea that, Hey, we think like people should make their own decisions. And like, this is a, a money that allows them to do it. So we're going to promote this money. Um, yeah. and if you think that this money's bad, we're going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Even we're not distracted that. by bells and whistles. We come at it from first principles and no one else like gives it that time. Even more than that, like outrage culture, identity politics, like all that stuff, that's fiat stuff. That doesn't exist in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is egalitarian. Exactly. The network processes everybody's transactions the same way. And it's a, it's a system where the earlier you the earlier you got there, the more you put into the system, the more you're rewarded, right? Like it doesn't matter how much of a victim you claim to be. No one gives a fuck. The system doesn't give a fuck. You're only going to be rewarded if you got there early, you seeded it with time, energy, effort, and capital. And the people who got there late and started complaining about how unfair it is, guess what? Have fucking have fun staying for. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, no it's in the game. Prove your work. The beautiful thing is that early right now is just people that right now join and then put in the time, right? Like it, that their early is now, if this is the first they're hearing about it, their, their early was years ago, if they dismissed it and continue to be salty, no coiners. So it's, it's like, it's all relative. Like anybody as with this guy's tweet, right? Like shitting on, on those who have half a Bitcoin or something like that, or less, you know, that moving forward, your proof of work, your, your, your time, your the fruits of your labor seeded into the scarcest asset that humanity has ever seen and held there through the proliferation of this network to the entire globe is an incredibly powerful thing. And so your early may be today. It may be watching this and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to stack some sats for the first time. Uh, that may be your early. And you might only be able to stack like, 20,000 sets. Dude, keep going. Keep going. Do do yourself a favor and just do what you can because your early might be this very day. Uh and don't let just keep stacking. Just keep stacking. <laughs> yeah. Keep stacking. Don't let well, salty no corners scarcity, like Adam. Right? Yeah, it's just it's just the uh it's time it's it's money through time, right? And yeah. so money travels well through time when it's when it's held in something that's really scarce. And something that doesn't get bastardized the supply of it doesn't get bastardized and so that's really what this is and we just we've never interacted with absolute scarcity before um yeah. we, we truly haven't like we don't under, we've never even understood the concept but because of the digital world because of cryptography there's this absolute scarcity that's why it's always early because tomorrow is always um i guess can be anticipated and it's ends up being exactly what it was anticipated to be, you know, a block every 10 minutes. And so these things, I think we're just like pricing them in is really abstract and volatile because they're new. So, yeah. Denver, that reminded me of a, a chat I had with Ben Prentice over the phone and we were just like, what is sound money? 
Like we've never actually had a sound money before, like branching off of the digital scarcity. Like, yes, that's a natural phenomenon. But if we thought gold was sound money, I mean, the reason why gold failed was because it's obviously not sound. It was, it failed because it was centralized and it just kind of made me really overthink like, holy shit, we've never had a money that works because if it works, then we wouldn't need to replace it with something else. Well, like it even makes me get to the point where, like, even the Austrian economic model, like, should is there some, is there something that could have been overlooked or could be wrong even within the Austrian yeah. economic model because they never even anticipated that there would be something like a Bitcoin, right? A lot of those thinkers never thought that there would be something like absolute scarcity, and so like we do need to rethink a lot of things. Shout out to uh, Daniel in the chat. I'm 18 and already stacking since 2018. When I was 16, I tried to explain it to my friends. Now they are having fun staying poor. <laughs> Rock what a on, fucking legend. Yeah, see, Daniel's going to get it, right? And, that, and so yeah. he was right there in the bear market. So he, he knows the pain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those that joined during the bear market, they it's almost like the best time to kind of come in because – there's not a lot going on. Oh, there's a lot going on, a lot being built, but like you're not at that point in the bear market, you're typically not joining just because number go up, right? Like you pure contrarians. Yeah, exactly. Like you've seen something, you found an interest in it and you've started to actually learn because you're not inundated with like the bullshit marketing of the shitcoin factories. So it, <laughs> it is like a very unique time to join in, like just post uh you know 2018 post the 2017 uh run it, you know that's a unique time to come in like a, my good friend dave uh he, he so he fomoed in in january of 2018 as it as it was like bouncing back up and it looked like it maybe it would continue running and he came in to i was working at an otc desk and he came in with like a fat stack of cash <laughs> and just like just like bought all all of the bitcoin and uh and then it proceeded to just dump and dump and dump like it went from whatever 16 17 when he was buying down to three you know that calendar year uh but luckily like he he started reading he started listening to like people that actually had good things to say and he weathered the whole storm and dude has changed his entire life this year like He's better off than he's ever been. Uh, he's, you know, he he's really actually gotten to a point where, um, you know, he thought he'd never get to, and it's it's really cool to see. So I'm super happy for him. Um, but yeah, like, anyways, to to sum it up here, salty no corners going to be salty no corners, and that's not going to change. So let's move on to our next reason for being bullish uh before we do that we got like 130 140 people watching live smash like give this a share keep chatting up because i will uh <laughs> i will be bringing them up like this one turtle boy american hodl memes help me get through the bear market i think my favorite meme of hodls was uh the the porn meme where it's literally just a video of a dick going into an ass but it says 6.15 on the dick <laughs> and i i had my phone open somewhere public <laughs> i was like oh I'll just swipe through twitter and it was just like that uh, as and like my friend looked over my shoulder and was like what the fuck are you looking at <laughs> I was at I was at like a breakfast joint or something. 
so yeah so good. thanks for that man it was, it was so morning good. sausage so good so good so good <laughs> so i'll pass it since uh we're talking about hodl um i'm gonna pass it to you what has you feeling bullish this week you know what has me feeling bullish is the coordinated push of energy fud it feels like there is a entity that maybe none of us are aware of or a think tank that maybe none of us are aware of that has been pushing out this energy fud because i mean you saw comments from uh, Janet Yellen, who was talking about the inefficiency of Bitcoin. We, I've seen clubhouse rooms by various intellectuals debating the quote-unquote greenness of Bitcoin, saying that you know XYZ shitcoin is quote-unquote greener than Bitcoin is. Just this fundamental misunderstanding of proof of work, uh, you know, how Bitcoin operates, how Bitcoin mining, what Bitcoin mining really is, like how it's run on renewable, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure we could get into that and there's a lot to say about it, but like, just the, the fact that everyone is fighting it at once. Also, Tether dying just completely, like that FUD is just gone. So they have to swap to Energy FUD, and Energy FUD is all they got at the moment. It's like the one thing that they can stand on, right? Um, and, it you know, the problem with Energy FUD, we've talked about this in Clubhouse a lot, is that it is very hard to combat because we don't have that simple rhetorical just like, asymmetric you know just volley that we can throw back at them and just be like you know well yeah but you do x y or z right like we don't have that so we have to like take a nuanced deep dive into the entire energy mining space and how it works and that can be very complicated and only smart people understand it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. but the energy fud that was coordinated this past like week and a half and just all the fud in general that was coordinated it's all a rehashing of fud right like so much FUD from the 2013 cycle to the 2017 cycle. And I was like, these motherfuckers haven't come up with any new FUD. It's like, yo, what were you doing during the bear market? The same we shit. were coming up same with shit. ways to combat your FUD, and you were just recycling the same FUD? It's also amazing when you hear the FUD being spread by these you know, critics. There are no good critics in Bitcoin because they just they fundamentally don't understand Bitcoin. And one of the epiphanies I had while I was watching this coordinated FUD attack was that these motherfuckers aren't even actually FUDing. They're coping. They're coping with the fact that they missed out because it hurts. Imagine, just take a second and imagine yourself in the seat, in the shoes of a no coiner. And you were watching this thing go to 50 fucking thousand dollars. And you know that it probably could go to a million. And you're thinking, why didn't I buy? I knew about it when it was $200. I knew about it when it was $3,000. What was I doing? You know what? It's not me that's the problem. It's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is killing the planet. Like that's that's where it all comes from. It's fucking amazing. It's just basic human it, psychology. It's so bad. Like it's it is astonishing to have sat through a whole cycle and then be like, wait, th this again? Again, like this has already been everywhere, then gone away, and then come back. It's like it's like people just discovering Bitcoin for the first time, or just like addressing it for the first time in their own brain and then doing a quick google and finding some article from like six years ago and being like ha i knew it was shit no wonder i i'm so glad i don't own it but imagine like a mat i i can't even imagine having not entered this space because i am in such a better place not just financially but like mentally i'm in mm. such a better place like i i'm much more i'm much more of a critical thinker I tend to question everything that comes in front of me now. I actually want to have that nuanced kind of at intricate understanding of what I'm doing and what I'm using. 
And it just, you, you come to a, a point where you realize how bad a lot of information out there is. And you, you see a story, you don't really appreciate that until you truly understand a topic. And then you see that topic covered on the news and you're like, whoa, if they're that bad about this, how are they covering other topics? Like it must be terrible. And so it, it just kind of reshapes your worldview. But, um, oh, yeah, you know, the, you know, the, you know, I just learned about Bitcoin. I'm here to fix it meme. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like the, I just learned about Bitcoin. I'm here to tell you why it won't work. Meme. Yeah. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's what this energy FUD is. And it's, and, and like Huddle said, I mean, I think it's, it's come to a perfect storm where I mean, the Tesla is a big part of it, I think, because you know, them adding Bitcoin to their balance sheet and they're just really green kind of company. Um, it's forced this conversation. And so I, I totally agree. I think it's been a crazy catalyst to even Bitcoin awareness is this energy FUD narrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the cool thing about Bitcoin is that it really forces you to think critically. And I can't remember who put it out like Stanford or the New York Times, but like these so-called like experts, scholars wrote basically that critical thinking is dampering society or we're not going to get through COVID if we start thinking critically, like it's dangerous or something. And man, I wish I knew where that came out of. But Bitcoin is York, completely reversing Times. that. The yeah, yeah. New York Times, and it said uh, the the article was titled "Don't go down the rabbit hole." It was a uh, op-ed. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, think was... for yourself. Don't think for yourself. Don't. Don't. Hey, it's hey, a hey, gateway. Hey, it's a you, gateway think, drug to thinking? liberty. Are you thinking over there? You better not be. You better not be. I swear to God, I will literally. They want you to have fun. You, <laughs> you better not think. Just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking's for dummies, guys. Just stop it. Stop it. Also, speaking of that, uh, somebody in the chat, I think I, I everybody's giving this guy or girl whatever shit. Uh, keep dreaming, dude. We done. <laughs> Bitcoin will dump to nine k. Dump to nine k. I'd be I'd be ecstatic. I mean, even nine k is incredible. I mean, that's. I mean, what is that? What's that market cap a, like? That's a that's an impossible. Like one hundred and sixty billion still. I mean, it's, it's still like one hundred and sixty billion market impossible. cap. It's literally yeah. impossible for Bitcoin to go to 9K. It's Honestly, I think it was, <laughs> it was it was Clubhouse the other day, Hoddle. You were, and I, I'm pretty in line with this. We were looking at right around when we were in the mid 50s. You were like, guys, this is probably like a worst case scenario price for the bear market next time around. And I totally agree. Like, I don't think yeah. if, if we got down to 50 or 60K, like in a year, a year and a half, two years or something, it's going to be like the sky is falling and people yep. will be like, oh my God, it's fucking dead. It's over. Uh, but we'll have visited multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars by then and it'll be hilarious to watch. But the, we'll, we'll, we'll scrub back to this video when uh, when that happens. But yeah. The, the other I thing about... I don't believe that either. I think it'll probably be more like 150, but I'm saying like worst, worst case scenario. Yeah. This is yeah. the bear yeah. market bottom. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, says it's, it's not going below thirty. I think he said forty as well. So, well, I, mean, I just don't. Go I don't. Below 40 I don't now. see it going down. So. Yeah, I just. I mean, thirty. I think. I mean, I think a flash crash. We touch it or something. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's things leverage. Leverage causes slippage, and so there's a lot of leverage. That's called but a sick kids. If That's, it goes yeah. to forty two, I'm taking a levered long. Like that would be an insane price. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about the energy fund, there's a really terrible article from somebody, some dude from the UK. There's like a video expose on 
like how awful Bitcoin is for energy. They're and all terrible. He, yeah. But he went, one of the things was he started talking about um, opportunity cost. And he, he was like, well, people will say that it's, it's all like stranded energy and everything. But then he's like, he's like, but the, the opportunity cost of not using that for other things is just far too, it could be used for better things. And I'm like, do you understand what like what stranded yeah. energy is? Yeah, like, do you understand? Oxymoronic. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're contradicting yourself with your own words, sir. Yeah, like it's it's. He was like, well, you know, we should connect those things to the grid. It's that the the fucking energy has to travel far enough that it's no longer viable by the time it gets to its destination. That's why it's stranded. No, like, am I misreading yeah, so this? Like this no, you're, yeah. yeah, it's exactly right. Like the problem, if the energy is stranded, the what that means by definition is it's not economic to to you know bring it to any market and so it's, like yeah by def by definition there is no opportunity cost the opportunity cost is just wasting the energy like he's he's is, fundamentally wrong this is harry sedex framework i stole this from harry um he basically said that you know these people who are like uh you know that like the green the planet like hipster types like they are consumption minimalist and what they need to be is quality of life maximalist because like Humans have a relationship to energy, right? Like energy usage is, uh, you know, that's the thing that creates prosperity and 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 human flourishing. So, like, yeah, yeah Harry, Harry does a great ride job. a bicycle. It, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like, we're not riding bicycles. What about ambulances? Yeah, the, bro? the fucking irony is like fast? <laughs> the fucking irony is that these green solutions like end up making like more energy than can be used. So it's like they create their problem in the first place to bitch about it's like exactly well, you can quit your bitching because we'll fucking plug it into bitcoin and then you won't be poor anymore like literally <laughs> your wind your windmill it, it, it absolutely sucked economically until bitcoin came along now it actually denver, might be it might actually be a little bit worthwhile but denver, it still isn't that great but you should love bitcoin if you like windmills if you like green energy like bitcoin is the reason you should even exist denver we, we talked about this when you were on my podcast uh monday but real quick, just tell us how inefficient it is to actually fucking create those windmills. Well, it's terrible. How damaging right? it is to the environment. Well, I mean, I mean, beyond the fact that, like, you know, a windmill is made out of and, and solar panels, like so much, so many fossil fuels are used in that supply chain process, right? I mean, whether like the actual blades are a petroleum product of windmills. So that's one aspect. But the other aspect is they're so inefficient at delivering energy to market. That's like their biggest flaw. That's why they're economically a bad investment, is because when the wind's blowing, sometimes the, the people you're selling electricity to aren't demanding electricity. So you have a shitload on top that you waste. And then, you know, you have these, these volatile cycles and Bitcoin allows you to sell every watt that you generate, allowed, allows you to bring that to market efficiently. And so now a windmill actually makes a little bit more sense because you can sell every watt. And, you know, I mean, they, it sh they should be championing Bitcoin if, if they're actually green energy proponents, if they truly want to usher in this kind of energy, they should they should be preaching that Bitcoin is the solution, but they'd rather complain and be consumption minimalists, right? Like like Hoddle said, like Harry explains, is they're confused. Remember yeah. when Trump made fun of the windmills and he was like, "Oh, honey, let's go check. I want to watch TV. Is the wind blowing?" You know, and uh, <laughs> what we're seeing in Texas, man, it's like he was kind of right. You know, it's like too many fucking windmills down there. <laughs> yeah, like like shit. Like there was my, there was a little bit of truth in there, actually. Fuck. 
Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's keep going on this. I love, I love the tangents. No, it's, it's perfect. Uh, we're going to move on to our next reason for being bullish. Uh, before we do, we've got like 170 people watching live smash that like button, give this a share and keep chatting us up. Cause I'll keep up bringing comment, keep on bringing comments. I think that filthy no coiner that, that, uh, was, uh, projecting nine K is gone now. So, you know, Good. Uh, but anyways, let's grab Phil here. Dude, what has you feeling bullish this week? Uh, Fedwire. That's fun. <laughs> it, 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 it works until it doesn't, just like fiat. Phil, so fill the listeners cool. in. Let, let people know what, what happened there if you, if you have just a, a, a soundbite or whatever. Let, let people know what happened. It, 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 it basically went down. So Fedwire's in... It's very analogous to Bitcoin in a way. I heard Nick Carter on Clubhouse talk about this and he was debunking FUD. And Fedwire is basically like the fiat version of like a layer one protocol where you have like final sediment and lightning in the in a way is like Visa. So any Visa payment you make, it's not going to settle for like fucking 90 days or whatever. But apparently um, Fedwire went down. And um, it's just very interesting. A lot of a lot of interesting things happened this week. So Fedwire went down, and we bombed Syria. Apparently, we attacked some uh, Iranian militia in Syria. So, and we also stopped counting the M2 supply. So, all very interesting things to just come up with a reason to print more money. Uh, a, a war sounds pretty pretty great. Not saying that we're going to go to war, but hey, who fucking knows? Uh, Biden's president now. He had a history with uh, some of that fun stuff back in the day. So it's it's very interesting. And Lynn Alden's spoken about we haven't seen things like this. Uh, and really the way to get out or get over that hedge is to go into war or, you know, come up with another excuse to print money. And it's, it's just... It's just showing how important Bitcoin is and why sound money just prevents all this chaos. So I, I just I'm wondering how many other people who aren't Bitcoiners are kind of like piecing everything together. I, I like the uh, so many uh, Bitcoin popsicle in the chat brought up. Uh, if Fedwire went down like the day after Janet Yellen was saying how inefficient Bitcoin was, it was so poetic. The timing yeah. of that, it was like the next day. It was, it, it was the same. It was the same shit as when they wanted to um, put extra onerous KYC restrictions on Bitcoin, and then mm-hmm. Treasury was hacked like four days later. Remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Now, Somebody like, hey, bro, in the chat. You can't even secure our data. Like, come on. Like, what's going on? So, so they've changed for M two. They they moved. So the indicator used to be weekly. Apparently, they're doing some replacement where it's going to be monthly now. So but still, the M two is crap anyway. I mean, they don't yeah, know yeah. exactly what the M two. The M two incorporates cash. All right. So yeah. these are estimates to begin with. So it's ultimately it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I still it's, think it's in- interesting though because the last time they stopped, I don't know if they fully stopped or they if they are just going to stick with like reporting monthly. But I heard that it had quote unquote stopped, and the last time it stopped was right before the GFC. So, so I, I'm wondering now since they're changing, if they're going off the old version which was weekly and now moving to monthly, at that point, do they restart the chart? Because that'll look make it look a lot less parabolic if they do. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
Because, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that the be, chart, uh, the chart is so disgusting. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> even I mean, the M one, the M two, it's 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 a, vertical. It's vertical. It's a straight joke. line. Put those it's, charts. It's put those charts yeah. next to uh, gold and how it traded against the paper market in Weimar in the Weimar Republic. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna mm -hmm. see if I can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can. Price over that. Pull Not up trivial. The, uh, oh, here Asset it is. Okay, hold on. Okay, let me uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. This should be fun. I love it. We're we're, we're doing it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Fuck it. <laughs> we're doing it live. By the way, can I just say how proud I am to live in a country where a woman of color can bomb uh, Syria? I mean, I just <laughs> yes, she can. Yes, she can. You guys do collateral damage. Yes, she can. <laughs> you know. Just Holy saying. shit. Hoddle, I Fantastic. love you so much. Man. I'm proud of it. I'm proud. <laughs> You're such I'm good proud. shit. I'm proud. She's got balls. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Here's uh y'all. She did it. Here's that M2's money supply. So it went. This is the all over on the left, the axis here. Uh these are um billions, but they're counting the billions by the thousands so trillions then so it went from two trillion uh in you know in and around shortly after we closed the gold window uh and we're up and around the 20 trillion dollar mark now and now this is discontinued the series will no longer be updated blah blah, blah. uh yeah so that's fun um mm -hmm. exciting Exciting times, guys. You got uh, love treasury how, yields are positive apparently now. Yeah, well, you gotta <laughs> love how how they just get to the point where they're like, you know what, that M two graph looks pretty shitty. Let's just stop. Let's just stop reporting on it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. we'll just, that does we'll not just make us look it. good. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stop caring. I'm, I'm pretty sure they changed it to where like we used to get their minutes every like four years or something, and now they don't have to give them up. So, yeah, they don't. They don't have to disclose what was discussed yes. anymore. Yeah, oh, God. So they can. Oh, yeah, that's good. What was they can what was talked yeah. about inside? Sad day for Parker Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. can't go through it all anymore. Yeah, it's oh man, it's it's something else. Uh, yeah, I I, I agree. The, it was very poetic about uh, the the Fed wire going down in the midst of comments of how inefficient Bitcoin is. It was just, I mean it. This whole past year and a bit has been like people asking, well, why bother with Bitcoin? And we've been able to say this exact thing that just happened right now is why yeah. Bitcoin. And it's just been consistent nonstop yeah. for the last year, year and a half. There's been a perfect example every single time. It's unbelievable. It's like all the shit that Bitcoin has been saying for over a decade, they're now able to immediately point to something. How can you not see this as destiny? How can you not see it as inevitable? It's right in front of your face. Like, are we delusional? Or is it really just happening? Because to me, it seems like it's just happening in front of your eyes, right? Like if I was, you could, it would be much easier for you to make the case that I was delusional if the price was $500, but it's $50,000, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, this is what's going on. This is what's occurring. And these are inarguable. Deal facts. with it. Yeah. Meet reality on reality terms. Bitcoin is the truth. I didn't. I don't believe in Bitcoin. Okay. Let me let me like say that people keep being like well, you're a Bitcoin believer. No, I'm not. 
Bitcoin just is true. I believe in things that are true. You know what I mean? I didn't like yeah. read a religious prove about Bitcoin and then be like, hallelujah, I, I believe it. No, it's just, it's what's happening. And I think the world is starting to wake up to that. Like with, like, I, like Wall Street has now figured out sort of that should be denominating in Bitcoin. Like there are, there are people saying like, like Peter Thiel made comments recently that you should just buy Bitcoin because you won't outperform it. Um, Anthony Scaramucci has been making the same thing. If you look at hedge funds denominated in Bitcoin and not outperforming Bitcoin, people are starting to realize like they should be thinking in Bitcoin terms, right? Like very powerful, influential people are starting to think that. So it's like, mm -hmm. how are you going to sit here and say that I'm just some sort of religious zealot or that we're all religious zealots? That doesn't yeah. hold any water. Like look around at what's occurring. Like, like yeah. you just said, well, like, the whole year is a masterclass in Bitcoin maximalism, it's like, which is garden variety common sense. You know, <laughs> that's true. Exactly I mean, right. it, it just it shines a flashlight on everything. Right. It's because it's the first time we've had an accurate measuring stick for what's valuable. And it turns out that a lot of shit is not as valuable as people thought because the measuring stick was was not measuring accurately. And now you can see it's flowing to where it needs to be if people just want to save a lot of people. They don't want to buy a house to store their money. They don't want the actual real estate. They don't want to buy the stocks. They don't believe in the particular company that they're buying. They're doing it out of necessity because their money is so shitty. And so how much of that flows into an actual, the, the scarcest asset that humanity has ever seen that is perfect at transporting money through time and space, how much value siphons off from these inferior products that people have been using as like a placeholder to hold mm -hmm. the, the the fruits of their labor it's Michael crazy. Ha had a killer uh insight just recently which is that like the standard had gold as its store of value early on then it had debt as its store of value you know that had the bond market then it had equities as its store of value. and i think we're moving into a space where it has bitcoin as its store of value. Like I think the dollar and Bitcoin work in tandem here. Period. I don't know how long that period is, but I think that's what we're starting to see. And you're starting to see very influential people on Wall Street make the same case. Kathy Wood, like darling of Wall Street, who's leading Ark Invest, was out there on Bloomberg saying Bitcoin is replacing bonds. Like that is a fucking massive statement. If you're not paying attention at this point in time, it's on you. The future Pure is signal. clear. Like, yeah, it's pure signal. The path has been laid clear. Like, this is happening, you know? Yeah. It's going to be way harder for somebody to sit through this cycle and have a good reason for missing it. Like, you know, before you could kind of dismiss it as like, you know, I didn't look deep enough into it. I didn't really, yeah, I kind of saw it a few times. I saw it a bit near the top and and I saw some FOMO stuff. It seemed kind of weird. So I ignored it. Like I can, I can get it if somebody doesn't like, especially the last cycle, you got Brian Kelly shilling like a well diversified crypto portfolio. You see, you see crypto kitties in the news, you see all this bullshit. And so I, I can't fault somebody for just like painting with broad strokes and being like, I guess it's all trash. But now when you have people like Kathy Wood and Michael Saylor and Scaramucci and like, you know, Tesla buying it and Guggenheim and all of these people being like, listen, this is a direct response to monetary policy. We don't see it as safe holding all of our assets in dollars anymore. And we are trying to find an escape valve. And this is the one that we think is the most viable. 
you, you can't ignore that anymore if you're paying attention, even in the slightest. So how do you get through this next cycle and still be a no-coiner? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm you with you. I mean, I think if you have index I, funds that ha- hold the S&P 500, guess what? You're not a no-coiner. Right? That's, That's a whole yeah. no-coiner. Well, and I, and I think I think maybe there is a point. I think Tesla's probably a pretty good, like, if you want to draw a line on it. Um, Tesla buying is kind of a point where it's like, yeah, you're not, it's, you're never too late to Bitcoin, but like if you're after Tesla, you're, you're, you're coming in when it's more, much more, you know, commonplace and agreeable, just even in the world as something to put your money into. And so it's the barrier, the social barriers to entry on Bitcoin have gotten way lower than they were even just two years ago. What kind of people are going to be the holdouts? I mean, like besides the obvious ones, there'll be the shifts and like this Adam Singer dude. But like what what kind of people are going to be the ones that like forcefully and purposely uh, avoid Bitcoin until. until the, yeah, it's the yeah. banksters, man. I mean, it's the guys that are staying the most to lose, you know, the guys that are that are just just rolling in luxury because they're close to the, the money printing spigot and the guys in control of the money printing spigot, they're going to be the last to capitulate. And once they're in, it's over, right? Once they're in, then there is no social barrier to entry anymore because this has been approved by the people that make the social barriers <laughs> within money. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at that point it's over. Preston yeah. was saying this. Imagine if, you know, we heard these comments out of yelling, right? Like she's saying it's inefficient she's basically fudding Bitcoin. Just a thought experiment where imagine if she said the opposite. Imagine if Yellen right. said Bitcoin's a tremendous store of value. What happens then? It's over. Exactly. That's game over. So mm-hmm. she, you know, she, be the last she's game. not gonna yeah, she's not gonna say that until the very end, right? They will right. bud up until that point. Do you think so one thing that I find interesting right now is you see you're seeing countries like, okay, Nigeria, where they're like, hey, this is basically making our, our currency totally useless and totally worthless. And and I get countries like that pushing back until there's literally no other option. But that's kind of peanuts, even when compared to like corporate treasuries, right? Like a corporate treasury versus like the 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 money that's in Nigeria is probably not, you know, <laughs> it's not going to hold a candle to like the S&P 500 um, getting in. But what I'm curious about is the dynamic where smaller governments within a larger government start to get involved. And does that eat it from within? So like perfect example right now, mayor of Miami is super fucking bullish Bitcoin. He's come into Bitcoin 2021. He's talking about putting the city's treasury partially in Bitcoin. He wants to give the option to pay employees of the city in Bitcoin. He wants to give the option to pay your taxes in Bitcoin, which why the fuck would you ever do that? But hey, at least it's like, you know, dump those cuck bucks first. But uh, regardless, he's super bullish Bitcoin. And so you see potentially a municipality getting into Bitcoin. And then I'm sure eventually you'll see more, but then you start to see maybe individual states getting into Bitcoin. And at what point does so much of that build that the Federal Reserve has so little control over everything, but it's too late because the individual states have acted independently of the, the Fed? Yeah, it's it's direct competition with the money that works. And on the tax part of it, I had this theory of if a entire state puts their treasury into Bitcoin and that 
stuff goes up like it does what's the point of even taxing your citizens think about it i mean don't you want them to have more money to like spend in the economy like not sound like a keynesian or whatever but like if you just let people save in a money that holds its value over time they will save and work harder but work less because some money does that you have more of your time and you just open up this door for people to invest in themselves and invest in projects that matter. So the quality of life just goes up astronomically. People start buying much less because they can, they can buy more with less, but they'll end up buying less because the quality of each good that they buy will actually last. And everyone will just be living in just a, a higher quality of life in general and I don't think that you would really have to to tax like if this the state government had their own treasury in Bitcoin, they had the same good money as everyone else. It, it's it's really interesting. And well, plus, it's it's a bear. Well, the government asset, can so it's Kind of hard to. Well, I mean, the government yeah. can produce things, right? I mean, even now. Well, no, we the government can't rent. produce things. Government does not produce. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a terrible site, it, right? Yeah, the, yeah, but the bad. thing is, is that but they they can do it, and then what they're going to find is they're not able to do it profitably, and then yeah. they'll have to stop doing it because they they can't just print more money to make themselves profitable, right? Yeah. They can't, or they have to, or they have to get more efficient and do things right. well. But they won't, it, they won't jump right to the, to that part. They'll, they'll, they'll try and they'll fail. And then they're, yeah. you know, they, there's no, there's no lender of last resort with Bitcoin. Yeah. So there's no yeah. bailout. And, 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 so and I'm hoping this, this starts off like you have Bitcoin. like your marijuana states that just exactly. pop up gradually. And then you have all these self-sovereign, you know, now countries and it is just a direct threat to the whole top down, you know, federal system. Yeah, it'll be interesting well, it's to separation see separation of money and state, right? Like that's what yeah. we've been talking about for a long time. It's separation of money and state, but it's not going to destroy state. Like, yeah, it's separate no, it, money, it will be a, a peaceful revolution. I, I think this is the opportunity that it's going to be yeah. more of an easy transition than the dystopia we all like to talk about. Yeah, well, and, well, and, and like societies that embrace hard money outcompete yeah. societies that don't. So, as an American yeah. citizen, I really do want to see the American government embrace Bitcoin. And a Bitcoin standard, or at least you know, pegged to a Bitcoin standard, so that America yeah. can continue to prosper. You know, well, and have the and jurisdictional arbitrage within America first, and then if shit gets really bad, then we'll go overseas. Yeah, well, and and the thing about starting kind of municipal and then state level is you'll get that juxtaposition of people that have shifted and people that have not. And you'll get to see the standard of living mm. from state to state mm -hmm. based on what they've decided to do and how they're handling their money, right? And you kind of already do see that. You see this exodus of people from California, uh, you know, be based on the way that they handle their shit, right? Like people left because it was just terrible. Like they overtaxed, yeah. and you're, it's like living, like the couple times I've been to San Francisco, it got worse from, like the two year window from when I was there last. And then when I went back um, and it was just, you know, like Bitcoin 2020 or sorry, 2019, when I was there, it was, it was crazy to me because I'd never really spent much time there, but you know, walking down one street and it looks okay. And then you turn a corner and it's like a third world country. And there's like some dude like about to shove a needle in his arm. And there's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's just insane to me how crazy it is. And like for people to be paying that much to live there, of course, of course, people are going to leave. Like, and I, I just, I, 
see it as people that adopt this first, people that adopt not only this money, but through proxy, its values or the, the values of actually allocating capital where it's warranted and being punished if you don't just naturally through the money will breed a better society that people will gravitate towards and will cause more people to try and emulate. Yeah, totally. I agree. I mean, I, my, my base case is that I think we're seeing early signs of hyperinflation now. Like, I, I just think it's really hard to identify unless you have an alternative uh, measuring stick. Like, and so us as Bitcoiners, I think we can see it a little easier. But when you look at, you know, widespread loss of institutional confidence, 50 million Americans unemployed, or the stock market is all-time highs, global protest movements, people storming the U.S. Capitol, you start to go, hey, what, what, what's going on here? Is this all connected? Because it kind of seems like it's all connected to me, right? And mm -hmm. if things continue to get worse, if America suffers uh, an inflationary collapse, you're headed towards authoritarian an authoritarian regime, which is not something anybody wants to see. And so, like, embracing Bitcoin, point earlier i think can stave off uh some of those ill effects that can come from widespread economic disruption so i, I would just i really want to see them embrace Bitcoin, man like i really think that's the only play here you know and even yeah. if people so, don't embrace it like the no coiners if, if they don't embrace it right away they have guns there are more <laughs> guns than people in the united states and we will not put up with totalitarianism I mean, yeah, we'll I mean, see. I think TD Phil, people didn't, people kind of like just went to the slaughterhouse this year. 2020 showed us that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm expecting they're it, just like, frankly. they're like, uh, what do you want me to do? Just wear nine masks. Yeah, I'll do two that. masks, I'll wear two masks. Did you see the, did you see just today somebody dropped it? Uh, it was a video of some dude, he just stood in front of like a, I don't know, what's, what's the, um, like drugstore that you guys have down there. Uh, I don't really know. Like, like, a, yeah, like it. Yeah. CVS. I think he was in front of a CVS. Some dude stood in front of a CVS, made people go like this and he had a lint roller yeah, and he would that. lint roll yeah. their own, their arms and nobody what? questioned it. Everybody that yeah. walked up was like, okay. And he like lint rolled like a, their rib cage and then let them pass. And they were just like, yeah, what this is cool. a clown world. This is. <laughs> I also, I just think kinetic, I think the days of net warfare are over. Like I think civil war is, oh, yeah. is over. Like, like the second amendment will never be used to stop a tyrannical state. I, I, I don't think like, I know that was the original intent of it, but just the world has moved on. And like what we've seen now is that we live in informational uh, and ep economic wars that are 24, seven, 365. And there's no distinction between military and civilian participation. So like, you know, just the idea of everybody out their guns, like it just—that's it, not going to work like that. You know. No, I, I, I do retract that comment, but it would be interesting because we kind of had some of that in the streets with the the riots and everything. But like, I don't think it blows up to a proportion to where they actually do something with it. But because it's just like the sovereign individual thing, where there's no real return on violence. So yeah, I don't know. It, I there will go be some a baby. I'll be right back. Cool. No worries. Yeah, I think I think there'll be some that would push back in that type of an instance, but it would be, as we've kind of seen, far less than we would have originally managed uh, imagined. I think, but I don't know. I digress. Uh, let's let's jump into our final read. We'll fill in Hoddle when he gets back. But uh, yeah, we'll fill him in. 
Yeah. So, uh, by the way, we got hundred had we've had as high as one hundred and eighty at one point. People watching live, smash that like button. Give this a share. We're about to dive into our final reason for being bullish this week. Uh, Denver, it's all you. What what are you feeling? Yeah, man, I, I I'm bullish. You know, kind of along the lines of what Hoddle said with you know the energy fund. But you know, I'm call, every day I'm on the phone. You know, today I had four calls similar to like with this with three people, you know, petroleum engineers, mechanical engineers, and um, oil and gas producers. The oil and gas industry is is waking up to, to Bitcoin mining and, and they're taking a serious look at it. I mean, a lot of guys, I'm talking to a lot of guys all over the country that um, are looking, you know, they have tons and tons of energy that they can't effectively bring to market and they're starting to take a serious look at it. And so I think that that is kind of the, the first layer to, to, or the first domino in, in a set of events that is that are you know really bullish. One of them being, you know, just kind of the the mature maturity and maturation of of the hardware side of, of Bitcoin, the actual you know semiconductors and, and computer chips. Um, but also t- this this idea, this battle of if Bitcoin is green or not, is is coming to a head, right? It's it's almost on like. It's almost Las Vegas Boulevard fight night. Uh, we're not we're not quite there yet, but like it's we've had some pretty big rumbles in this in this ideological re- arena, and it's kind of coming to a head. And I think the truth is on our side. I think that Bitcoin is is a net win for the environment. And so, you know, this is this is an arena where I constantly improving how green Bitcoin is by by helping out these oil and gas producers and helping them mitigate their flare. Um, and my God, it's I'm only seeing more excitement. And and more energy, more enthusiasm from these guys every day. So it's like I'm. It gets me excited. It keeps me going. Um, and it's only the beginning. It feels maybe like we're at the end, right? Bitcoin's at fifty thousand bucks. Like you missed it, kind of thing. I, I'm completely the opposite. It feels like just the beginning right now. So. Yeah, it's I, it's true. Like it's so interesting to see. Um, you know, those arguments, but then knowing behind the scenes, how, how much is changing and and the implications of particularly, you know, what you're doing. And um, if I'm not mistaken, are are you doing some work with uh, Steve now? Are you with Upstream? Yeah, yeah, I'm with, I'm with Upstream Data. So I'm actually, you know, I'm working with oil and gas producers every day, helping them size out and scale operations on their flare gas. So, I mean, I'm, I'm talking with these guys constantly. And when I, you know, when we talk about these ideas and we talk about and run the numbers, I mean, these guys get so excited um, at the, at the possibilities ahead, they, they start getting ahead of themselves. And so we we have to take a step, take a, take it slow and, um, you know, make good decisions and that way it makes the most sense. But ultimately this is the tool that the oil and gas industry needed um, to, to revitalize itself, to, to get, to get guys motivated to produce energy and now they are really motivated. Yeah. Cause it's been, I, you know, here in Alberta, it's been rough. Like there's just been one thing after another, that's just kind of like screwed over the industry here. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe there's a bit of over-reliance on it here in, in my province, but at the same time, um, a lot of, a lot of the hindrance that we've experienced is, kind of coming from a federal level where they're like, listen, you got to do this and here's all the taxes that you have to deal with. And we want to drive people towards other options uh, without really like giving a feasible route to go that way. Um, And, and not to mention that within Alberta, like we don't refine any of our own oil. In fact, I don't think we have refineries in Canada. So we just, we just ship it out. 
<laughs> well, and kind of what you're getting at, and this is, it's funny. I had, like I said, I, I talked to a guy today. He's out in Oklahoma. He's got oil and gas assets all throughout Kentucky. And I mean, this is, he's like, an, he's a good old boy. You know, I mean, he's a really smart guy, but he's really practical. And, and you know, he's not going to, he's not going to rush to spend money or something. But what he, what he voiced to me, what he told me was the part about this, you know, about mining Bitcoin on the flare gas that he found to be really attractive was how it removes the counterparty risk where he's seen, he's seen oil and gas guys, you know, they go out, they, they risk a bunch of money. They drill some wells, they, they, you know, strike gold, right. They strike black gold. They get, they get crude and they get a great, great amount of natural gas. And then they have a, there's a pipeline that, you know, is part of this operation. And so they, they, they get approved to build the pipeline and they get running and they get, you know, just into selling gas. And next thing you know, the regulators are coming in, they're inking the pen and they're going to shut the pipeline down. And this is what happens. Right. And, and then literally they go bankrupt. They file chapter 11. It's over. Um, and so like the, you know, mining Bitcoin removes that counterparty risk of like, you're actually doing an environmental service, right? The regulators are more likely to treat you well because you're, you're mitigating your waste and you're being less impactful. Um, and in order to mine Bitcoin, you don't need to ask anybody's permission. You don't, you don't need to get a license. You need an email address, maybe, and a Bitcoin address, and you're selling energy. And so these guys love that reduction of counterparty risk, and man, they're bullish. That's awesome. So it's interesting because uh, you know I've been to a few events here in Calgary, and uh, but that was like a few years back, um, kind of in the bear market. And I watched a few presentations from from a, a guy that I know, and he gave a couple presentations of the whole oil and gas thing. And there was lots of people watching and listening, um, but there was definitely a, a, a resistance to it. There was definitely a, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound feasible. Like, is, is that shifted? Is that shifted? Well, yeah. So the, the way I describe that, and it definitely has. I mean, when I got in 2018, I, I was I had to be annoying as hell. I was calling producers all the time, these guys that I was working with, and I was talking to them about it. And, and literally, they, for the most part, just laugh at me. But this is the thing, is that they they laugh, and they're laughing hard. But then at some point, they look at the numbers. At some point, they see Bitcoin at $50,000, and it's not funny anymore. right? It's serious. It's like a serious opportunity miss. And so they're laughing until they're not. And, they're, and we're getting to that point where their laughter is fading because they're running the numbers, and they're looking at it going, holy shit. Anybody back in 2020 that did this, they look like a genius today. They're, anybody that's operational right now is getting more money for their gas than I've ever gotten. Um, like, we need to look, take a serious look at this. And so, like, it's coming around. I mean, they're, the, Bitcoin's price is the most powerful manipulator of opinion. And we're seeing yeah. that happen. Uh, I keep, it keeps coming up in my head that never give up is like the greatest technology not only because it makes us rich but it's like the pure carry at the end of the stick or the stake at the end of the stick that we all kind of need because people see profit but they also see opportunity and the infrastructure that we will need at that time will get built out because people will find the incentive to do that so you talk about whether it's lightning or privacy solutions or uh mining uh, you know, Bitcoin mining, like those things are going to present themselves through that. And yeah, like it just, what, what I you... mean, sorry, go ahead. No, so, yeah, um, yeah, be, I was going to say beyond those lines, right? So one part about the incentive aspect is it actually incentivizes guys to, to better produce a well, right? So in a, right now, a lot of guys go frack a well and they jam a ton of pressure into it. 
right? Because they're just trying to get the crude and they're burning the gas. They're just trying to, to get crude out and make their make their money. But now because they could sell that gas, they can mine Bitcoin with it. They actually will produce the well differently. They will ramp down their crude production and they'll slowly seep that, that gas out first. And they'll make sure to bring all that gas to market. And then they'll produce, they'll go heavy on the crude and they'll actually produce more overall. The entire lifespan of that well will be a much greater and efficient production because of the way in which they produced it. And so Bitcoin incentivizes these guys to just be better producers. Um, it's, it's, and, it, and you're right, that, that bleeds through all other industries. It's a, it's a weird thing when you fix the incentives, how quick the world gets fixed. And it yeah. actually fixes them because when you describe how the light bulb went off, how they didn't need to deal with another counterparty, they, without knowing in a way, like embraced that piece of decentralization and added oh, that yeah. to, to their life tool belt. So Bitcoin is changing people and they're liking it. You know, there, it's not like they're reluctant. They may be to the idea at first, but it changes them and their mindset and perspective uh, like for the better. And like what yeah, I was they, mentioning, they can't, they can't help but be attracted to the, to the reduction in counterparty risk, right? That like, yeah, they deal with counterparty all the time. If, if this, if I can sell my gas and not have a counterparty, like, Oh my God, like sign me up. Like I need to yeah, look yeah. into that. That's, that's huge. And I'm loving how they're just like adopting all the positive characteristics of Bitcoin. And like what I mentioned, Fed wire going down and, and everything, people, institutions, people in power are no noticing that Bitcoin is a threat and they're scrambling right now. And ultimately, that's what's making me so bullish. And people like Denver saying in the mining industry and everywhere else are realizing that Bitcoin's the solution that they didn't know that they've always needed. Exactly. So it, 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 it resolves some pain. Bitcoin is a threat. You know, like I wouldn't say Bitcoin is a threat. I would say Bitcoin is an option. Bitcoin is a, a lifeboat. It's an escape route, right? It's a, like, it's a very, very positive thing. And I mean, we're at the logical conclusion of, the, of a fiat currency regime. This is how they end. They end in hyperinflation. They have to by design, right? And this is a lifeboat out from under that. And so why would you get low? The ship's already sinking. Like, we hit the iceberg fucking an hour ago, dude. You know? <laughs> I do love the implications of all of these energy producers that, you know, like, like Phil was alluding to, they get exposed to the idea of being able to sell their energy effectively with no counterparty. But then they're subsequently... Uh, exposed to the idea of having massive amounts of capital that they can move anywhere they like with nobody between them and where they want to move it. They And that realization of like, hey, I'm completely outside of the system right now. This is mine. Effectively, nobody really knows that I even have it. Uh, you know, until I, it gets declared in some way, shape or form, but there's nobody that's going to stop me from moving it to here or there. And that kind of realization for them, that's going to be huge when you get all of these major players that are basically supplying America, Canada, the whole world with their energy are exposed to that. Don't, don't you think that just it, it, it kind of just, permeates everything because those people interact with a lot of other important people as well. Well, it's crazy. Okay. So like one thing I, I, I like to stress at times is like a person could get, could be born today and they could grow up never talking to another human being, right? Like and get to an adult age. And at that age, 
they could rig up a system where like, say they even ride a bicycle and they charge up a battery by using their motion. And then they could mine Bitcoin with that electricity they generated. They could participate in a marketplace, right? They could earn money without ever having to talk to someone. Right, without ever having to interact with another human being, they might need an email address if they're with a mining pool. Otherwise, they just need a Bitcoin address. Um, like just the, that optionality, like Hoddle said, just that potential um, changes everything about energy production. It's very, it makes it kind of like the Wild West again, where all of a sudden it's like, shit, if you can go find energy, you can start selling it. Like the, the second you get it, <laughs> like you can start generating electricity and selling it. And so it's going to cause this revolution, this, this kind of renaissance in energy across all sectors, oil and gas included. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be what really helps, I think, change the world. Right. And, 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 and it'll orange pill I mean, these this, guys. This, and these are, actually, yeah. this would actually get me to ride my Peloton. Like if it mines. <laughs> no, exactly. it, you know? yeah, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like more. my five, six mile, like treadmill, if I could just put on like a smartwatch that didn't, wasn't Dude, part of I, the Panopticon and I could sell that hash power. Yeah. I thought about it with those, the, I mean, before COVID, obviously, but those 24 hour fitnesses like in Manhattan and like there's yeah. like hour long waits to get on a bike and it's just like an army of, of athletes like chugging energy. I'm like, dude, this, this is a Black Mirror episode, right? <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, gents, I'm going to start a gym uh, membership for free if they would. Exactly. There you That's go. Exactly what I mean. If you work out hard enough, you work out for free. That's are we convinced? Are, are we convinced easy. that? Are we convinced that the Matrix was not just a movie about the machines realizing they could plug in humans to mine Bitcoin? Bitcoin cures obesity. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's fantastic. Economically incentivized people to go work their ass off. <laughs> that's great okay gents i'm gonna start wrapping this up um let's just first of all thanks everybody who's watching and or listening if you're listening to this on the pod later uh smash like give this a share thanks for being in the chat i'm gonna go down the line really quick again uh, if you guys can just uh give any final thoughts words of wisdom anything you like and let people know where they can find you uh let's do hodl first go ahead um here's the thing man if you're new if this is your first bull market here's some things you need to know right now at 50k people are calling the top those people are obviously stupid right but at 100k people are going to call the top and it's going to seem somewhat more credible to you it will not be the top at 200k people are going to call the top and it's going to seem even more credible to you because well we just doubled it will not be the top at 300k it will not be the top at 400k it will not be the top at 500 it will not be the top there's no top it's just gonna keep going all right commit yourself to holding through like especially if you're new commit yourself to holding through for 5 10 15 20 years all right that's how long term you need to be thinking about your bitcoin investment don't be thinking oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it for some quick profit like you're gonna end up poor do that don't do that I love it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can find him. Uh, what's your What's your handle now? American Huddle Three. There's been so many. No idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know my own handle. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. You'll find him. Don't you worry. Don't you should answer. unfollow. If you're following me right now, you should go unfollow me. Go unfollow. <laughs> go go listen to him. Uh, tear it up on Clubhouse. I love when you fucking drop drop knowledge on shit corners uh let's jump to phil phil uh any any words of wisdom where people can find you yeah words of wisdom 
Hoddle is actually a sweetheart on Clubhouse. If y'all didn't know, if you thought he was a dick on Twitter, not the case on Clubhouse. So, uh, noobs, welcome. But, um, yeah, my name's Phil, Phil Gibson. My handle is Mr. Sue. That's spelled M-R-P-S-E-U. As I mentioned earlier, I got a podcast. It's called A Boy Named Sue. Uh, Denver was on there, talked shit about mining. And um, I wrote, I'm a musician, wrote a song called ETF. Just search it on YouTube, Mr. Sue, ETF. It stands for End the Fed, because uh, that's why we're here, mostly. It will probably end itself, though. And, um, yeah, go to swampbitcoin.com slash phil to start stacking sats and save your savings because you work hard for your money and you want it to last and yeah you deserve it and other than that ben i love coming on here thanks for having me again yeah no worries man always glad to have you let's jump to uh denver uh words of wisdom and where people can find you yeah i say stay humble is always a good one i mean what a time to be alive i think right now i mean what a what an epoch to be you know, to be active and, and be a professional in. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Denver Bitcoin. You can follow me there. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a message. Happy to talk with people. Um, and stay humble. Maybe buy some Bitcoin for your parents. I think that might be something I tell people is if your parents, if you got some boomer parents that are reluctant, you know, set some Bitcoin aside for them. All right. Be a good kid and uh, look, look out for the loved ones. Awesome. I love it. Uh, guys. Thank you all for being here. I had a blast. Uh, I'm going to cut your audio video in a moment, but if you do want to stick around and say uh, a quick goodbye after we go offline, then uh, I'll, I'll still be here. Um, okay. I'm going to drop everybody's audio video. Thanks, gents. And uh, everybody watching, thank you so much for being here. Always a blast. This is always the best part of my week. Uh, a good way to cap off my Friday being bullish with a bunch of awesome Bitcoiners, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I really wouldn't. So thank you so much. Now, uh, as always, like, subscribe, share. Those are so important. They really help the show. Uh, it gets this in front of more eyeballs. Uh, if you want to help the show in another way, you can hit up the sponsors I mentioned before down below. That was Ledin, Kobo, BitRefill, and Bill Foddle. All those links are in the show notes. And if you really loved what you saw, and I'm going to bring it up right now, you can drop me a Bitcoin Lightning Network tip at my tippin.me page. That is T-I-P-P-I-N.me slash at BTC Sessions. With that, I'm out. Have yourselves a wonderful day, wonderful evening, wherever you may be. And I'll see you next time for your daily session. See you guys. Huddle the Bitcoin.